Before we jump into today's episode, we did want to note that Dave uses a lot of visuals in this podcast. We were on a video Zoom call. If you are interested in seeing those visuals, we will drop a link in the show notes where you could actually consume this content on YouTube versus where you're normally listening to podcasts. However, if you're not interested in seeing the visuals, there's a ton to learn even without the video. So just keep on listening. We also want to invite you all to keep an open mind. Today, we're not just talking about whether the earth is flat or round, but this is really about challenging our belief system and what we default to based off of what society tells us versus choosing our beliefs for ourselves. We hope you get a lot from this and maybe challenge your perspective a little bit on how we see the world. Enjoy. Ready? We're going for a ride. All right. This is the True North Collective podcast a gathering of unsugarcoated conversations on authenticity, created by the real-life documentation of everyday humans fearlessly finding their true north. Welcome to season four of the podcast. Hi, I'm Rachel. I've started collecting patches from all the places that I've been. I love bike bibs as a fashion statement. And I just learned that you can be a type A, a type B, a type C, or a type D. And I'm a type D. Hi, I'm Janelle. My feet are constantly blistered. When I'm stressed, my jaw hurts, and I'm practicing my Photoshop skills again. Hi, I'm David. I am more comfortable standing than sitting. I windsurfed across the Atlantic Ocean, and I walked away from my own company dream job uh, to spread this message across the flat earth. And we are your hosts of the True North Collective podcast. I, we, okay, let's talk about the windsurfing first, because we're definitely going to get into the flat earth part, but let's start with the windsurfing. Tell us that story. So I was a um, a, a good windsurfer. I, I've been windsurfing for years. I was in the printing industry, and I was printing uh, American Windsurfer magazine. It was one of the accounts I had, and they were doing a transatlantic windsurfing race with four countries participating with professional um sailors but in the 11th hour two of the countries bailed out uh be- for a paid um you know sponsored event and so they opened it up to amateurs and since i was doing the blueprints on the magazine i saw it first and i got in and convinced them that i was the man for the job and uh i did it and we went we were supposed to go from new york to france but it was during an uh, airline strike canadian airline strike and they couldn't get the ship, though it was a Russian icebreaker that was, you know, the mother ship. They wouldn't let it into American waters. So we had to go to get to Newfoundland. And we, we ended up taking a, we ended up getting a truck and, a, and a, it was a whole thing. It was a truck and, a, and buses because we were all staged here. And then we went from Newfoundland to Weymouth, England, across the ocean, took 11 days, 2000 miles. Were you taking breaks along the way? Yeah, it was a relay race. We were supposed to sail for six hours at a time, four four sailors per team. But uh, for eight of the days, we had 30-foot waves. Oh, my gosh. And it was insane. And uh, and we had a hard enough time keeping track of people, you know, during the day. So we had to go from uh, – we, we, we started to go about 4 o'clock in the morning, and we went till about 10 o'clock at night. 
And you'd yeah. never windsurfed before that? No, 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 no. Of course I windsurfed before. Oh, I, I, was I was like, always, how in the heck did you I was, I was, a, I was, <laughs> I was thinking that too. He's I just like, I'm a I was a, a top amateur sailor. Okay. I, was, I, okay, I just that... didn't do it as a professional. No. <laughs> okay. and, uh, it was crazy. It was a crazy, 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 uh, crazy ride. Dude, 30 foot winds. That's no joke. 30 foot waves. waves. 30 foot Sorry, waves, waves in the middle yeah. of the ocean. Yeah. And, uh, there's something that ties to this story though to the to the flat earth which i didn't even realize back then we went from newfoundland canada to weymouth england and then two years later they tried to they were going to do it again from south america to africa but that doesn't work on a globe right and so they were doing it and literally they left the shore and military helicopters and boats surrounded them, stopped them and took them all back to shore and wouldn't let them go. Because on a globe, it looks like it's about 2,500 miles, but in reality, it's like 7,000 miles. So I'll show you with some graphics as we go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you're gonna get a lot of just like a, wait. <laughs> Do either of you have a globe in your house? No, no. Okay. No. But next time you're out, like at home goods or wherever, anyone's house, you see a globe, grab it, pick it up and read the label on the bottom. The label, the label will read for not for educational purposes, for decorative purposes only, because I, the globe is a lie. Well, I've heard that it's, they say that because the, the scaling of it is not accurate. So like if you undo it, it, it isn't, um, it isn't accurate, but I haven't really dug in further than that. So, right. um, oh, you have a visual. Yeah. So, so they <laughs> were going to go from, 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 um, South America all, all the way over to Africa, but mm -hmm. on a globe, it's much closer together. They're, they're like side by side. So these distances, the, the problem is the distances in the north are are very similar on the globe and the flat earth. It's when you get into the southern distances that things get, a, get really screwy. For example, if you tried to go from um, Santiago, Chile to Australia, both of them are at the bottom of the ball, right? Next to Antarctica, right? We're taught that Antarctica is on the bottom of the ball and Australia is on one side of Antarctica and, and Santiago is on the other, right? See that? I need a, I need an audible, not, yeah. not just the head. Not <laughs> David, take it over. No, no, I'm not taking over. I'm just one one thing at a time. So, so that would be the quickest trip. Or even if you don't want to go over Antarctica, you just kind of go around it. That would be the shortest path. But in reality, planes go all the way up to the to America, across the equator, all the way over. And then all the way back down. Why didn't they just cut across? This is even spread out on a globe. It's even closer than what I'm showing here. And when you want to go to Western Australia, you go all the way up to America, all the way over to Europe and Dubai, and then down here. But isn't that and just for fueling purposes? No, because there, there's direct flights that, that will go and not stop. But if you look at it over a flat earth, check this out. You go all the way up to Western Australia, across America, Europe, Dubai. Western Australia, it's a straight line. Hmm. So do you, we're just gonna, let's, we're just there. So do you believe that in the flat earth, it is round like that? So, it's a flat round? Good, good question. So the, the question is, um, you know, when round is different than spherical. So 
the the earth is like it's not a disk floating in space if you google you know flat earth um images of flat earth what you'll get is a bunch of pancakes floating in space you know a bunch of nonsense like this right this is not what any flat earther believes but this is what google wants you to believe flat earthers believe um the flat earth is literally like a pond right a, what is a pond a pond is where water settles at the low spot in the land and the edge of the pond is where the land is just higher than the water you with me right the yes, edge, of a, edge of a lake is where the land is higher than the water so the earth is a giant pond all of the continents the islands are surrounded by water but all of the water is surrounded by the highest land on earth antarctica is the highest land on earth they don't want to tell you that but it's look it up antarctica is the highest land on earth antarctica is the shoreline of the world oceans large bodies of water at rest lay flat testable measurable scientifically provably flat okay so this is just the shoreline so what's out here we don't know it's off limits no one's allowed to go there okay two questions come up for me one mm -hmm. how come we don't i'm sure you get this all the time how come we don't fall off the edge and then the second question that i have is from space we've seen it as a sphere Okay, one at a time. Well, let's go with how come okay, you don't fall off. Have you ever been on a, on, on a sailing or motorboating on a lake? Yes. yes. When you get to the edge of the lake, how come you don't fall off? Because there's land there. Antarctica. Antarctica goes on from here to here is 20,000 miles. Okay. But then what about when Antarctica ends? What? That's a great question. See this pink line here? This pink line is like a thousand miles from Antarctica. That's 60 degrees south. Okay. That's a 60 degrees south parallel. In 1959, after Admiral Byrd said he flew over Antarctica, found land greater than the, bigger than the United States, filled with resources. No human has ever stepped a foot on it. Then all of a sudden they go, we, we must protect Antarctica. Nobody can drop a cigarette butt. We, we must protect the penguins. And they put in the treaty and you can't even question the treaty until the year 2041. No corporation, ExxonMobil can't say, hey, we want to go down there and get cheap fuel, right? No, nobody can. And nobody is allowed to explore out in Antarctica. Now there's 15 different companies that'll let you go on a vacation there, but they're all owned by the same company. So why does one company have 15 shell companies? right? They'll take you to this little peninsula here, which is bigger than some countries. And they'll show you some penguins and they'll show you some icebergs and they'll bring you over here. They'll show you a ceremonial South pole, but you can't verify where you are because compasses don't work because they can't find the true North. And see that, see what I did there. <laughs> and, uh, yes. and, and, um, and GPS doesn't work. So, you know, this is all fascinating stuff. None of this proves anything because it's just unknowns. But I'm saying, why are they blocking us? Why did John Kerry on election day, two elections ago, uh, go to Antarctica on election day? What's going on down there? What's going on in the outer space beyond the shoreline of Antarctica? Maybe there's Antarctica? extra land out there, extra territory, Have extra you been? terra. Ooh. Extra Have you been to Antarctica? <laughs> I, I have not yet, but I, I'm working with a TV show that is uh, wants to do a series on us. And uh, one of the experiments that we want to do is prove that there's no 24-hour sun in Antarctica. And uh, we want to go to Antarctica, and they, they might fund it. But 
this is where we live. Maybe there's extra ter territory out here. And the people that live out here on the extra territory, what would you call them if they came to visit? Aliens. Extraterrestrials. Oh. <laughs> extra terra. Yeah, that makes sense. Right? <laughs> I was like, and, and where are they coming from? They're coming from the outer space beyond Antarctica. All of the largest telescopes in the world are in the southern countries. They're in Johannesburg. They're in Chile. They're in, uh, in, in um, what is it, New Zealand. And they're not looking up. They're looking out. They're looking south. Why aren't they looking up? Why are they all in the south? You know what's interesting? As you're talking, I actually thought that I was going to have a harder time um, digesting the idea that Earth could be flat in space because you're always it's always seen as a sphere and so i thought that was gonna be a really hard thing for me to like cognitively get past and i actually am like oh yeah if if it's it i'm not saying one way or the other it doesn't it's like it's completely well i don't know for me and my layman's not being an astrophysicist or anything like so, maybe there is maybe there's a reason that it makes sense from a scientific standpoint that planets are spherical. I don't know that. So, so we're, we're gonna get into that right now. Well, I, let me, ju I just wanna finish my thought. So, but I I actually sitting here today, like when you, when I look at like, um, I don't know, even when they show, if you put all the solar system together, that's actually a flat. A flat. So that's why interesting. So like all of a sudden my brain went, why oh, is everything going that. like this? Why aren't all they coming in from all different angles? Yeah, yeah. Why do meteors only go down and not shoot up from the horizon too? When you see a meteor shower, you never see one shoot up from the horizon because they, they'd be coming in at all different angles. You only see them go down. Hmm. I'm is trying to like- Gravity? Well, but, but if the earth is a ball and, we're go and meteors are flying through yeah. space, they'd be coming in at all different angles. Like- if I saw it go up, maybe somebody, you know, in Australia would see it go down or, or whatever, or vice versa. But it's like how the toilet flushes in the opposite direction. Myth. I'm just kidding. It's a myth. It's a myth. I didn't know That's that. That's a myth. Actually. It's not true. I have, I, have, I have toilets that go in different directions <laughs> in my own house. What? Okay? And I, I'm not on. It's just the way the it's water goes piece. into the bowl. It's just the way Aww. the water goes into the bowl. Right? <laughs> if you um, If you fill your sink up with water and give it a little push, just a tiny push in one direction, it'll go that way. And then you do it the other way, it'll go the other way. It has yeah. nothing to do with the fictitious spin of the earth. All right, wait, show you some crazy so wait, hold on. Before we get into a few things, so let's actually yeah. introduce you, like get you right. a little bit more formally in here and then we can start to jump in. Rachel and I created the True North Collective back when we were in Milwaukee around the idea that we just wanted other people to come play with us as we had these in-depth conversations on authenticity and what it was like to take care of our bodies and how unique each one of us was and what the fuck we're all doing here. Like we really didn't know. We were searching for purpose. We were searching for meaning. We knew there had to be a different way to live and approach life. And we wanted other people to come play and hear their perspectives. From there, the True North Collective was created. Now we're just calling you all in. We have the podcast, but there's plenty of other ways that you can play with us from our monthly workshops, which are on the first Thursday of every month, focusing on a different facet of authenticity, to The Collective, which is our free community event where we just chat and we're fellow travelers with you on the third Thursday of each month. We're also starting to do unpacked episodes where we just invite anyone who wants to come play basically to come on the podcast and discuss a specific topic with us. 
We want y'all there. So send us a DM on Instagram at the Truth Collective underscore if you are willing and interested to come play. All right, let's jump back in. Ben, so we were um, hooked up with David via email. <laughs> As we always like to say, we love to make um, friends with strangers on the internet. So here we are. And when David reached out, he started to share a bit of his story about how originally you thought flat earth was completely silly and outlandish, but then you took an honest look at it and it completely turned your life upside down. You quit your job, you became an entrepreneur, you found divinity after being a lifelong atheist and you've never looked back since then. Um, so we're really excited. I know you've been on a lot of um, nationally you know, announced radio stations and um, a lot of podcasts talking about this topic. And like you said earlier, spreading the good word and educating people. So we're excited to just like play today and challenge some of our beliefs. We talk about that a lot in you know, our own stories in our head, but I think playing with beliefs and, and challenging your own beliefs, um, is applicable belief. in, yeah, in many different facets. So here we are. Belief is the enemy of knowing. For example, where do I live? Connecticut. <laughs> are you sure about that? Nope. You believe it though, right? Cause I trust you. Yeah. You trust me and you never verified. Okay. You never verified it. I mean, you signed your form with your address. I did. Well, so so <laughs> is that believing. proof? Is that proof? No. I mean, so I'm just saying how easy it is to fool somebody. It's it's very very easy, you know. So we'll talk about planets and and why they are why they're round and and how how easy it is for NASA to fool us. Like, are you guys familiar with all the planets? Pretty much. My what was the like what what planet is the Schnapp. What planet is that? Oh, wait. I, I don't know that. Wait, hold on. Go back. Is it Jupiter? Is, is it Jupiter? Or is it a lake with ducks oh. in it? Okay. <laughs> okay. I feel like we're going to have to put this episode on YouTube. I know we're talking about that, but we'll, we'll put this on, All on right. YouTube. All right. I'll, I'll, try to, I'll, I'll try to do less visual, okay. visual things. But um, you, talk, you want to talk about planets. You know, let's talk about why does the earth always look round? Well, who shows you pictures of a round earth? There's only two places. One of them is Paramount Pictures. In 1927, they added the spinning ball to their photos, but nobody had never been to space. How did they know what it looked like? And then NASA, um, years later, uh, showed us the exact same ball. How did they know? Was the first- What are they? Oh, I was, and I'm like, I feel like I don't have the educational background on this, but was the first oh. time we went into space, it was the moon in 1969, right? From um, a timeline standpoint, or did we go to space earlier than that? I think they put some people in orbit first, but, okay. but the whole moon landing, we're going to take that apart for you. The NASA admits they don't have any photos of earth. These are the first two photos that they, they're two most famous photos. The first one is the blue marble. That's one on was on everyone's iPhone when it first came out. And if you look at these two, look at the United States, the size, it's twice the size, even though it's tilted away and it should be smaller when it's tilted away. Now, a lot of people will say, well, you know, that's because you're closer and you're not really seeing the true equator. And but there's no way for us to verify this other than, you know, if you take a look at the blue marble, you can see that they Photoshop the clouds in because they use the same step and repeat with the same clouds in many instances. And they do this all the time. So a lot of people will make an excuse. Well, you know, they're just trying to make it look a little prettier, you know, because they get strips of data 
Um, their, their visual artist who made this, Robert Simmons, admitted in an interview that he made it from data and he colorized it. He did the whole thing in Photoshop. And his quote is, it's Photoshop because it has to be, right? But let's look at the other one. So here's something we can verify. We have we could say, okay, they're showing us here. There's this is Mexico and this is Baja. And we can go drive across Mexico, get the actual mileage, take a boat that goes 20 miles an hour, measure the bay, drive across Baja. We got 934 miles, very accurate, verifiable, scientifically provable distance, right? NASA tells us that the Earth's diameter is 7,917 miles wide. That's what they tell us. I should be able to fit eight and a half of these Mexico Baja segments in between those two lines, but I can barely fit three and a half. Eight and a half doesn't even fit on this page. This proves to anybody with a thinking mind that this is, an, this is, a, this is a picture, this is an animation, this is not real, or you have to realize that most of the other continents don't exist and they're lying about the earth and it's much smaller and we know that's not true. So. You, um, Janelle, you said several times, I'm not a scientist. I didn't get a physics degree. They've convinced us to trade in our common sense to listen for nonsense, right? These scientists, these astronomers, and I took four years of astronomy in college. I loved it. I was awesome at it. I knew everything, right? And uh, it's, it's pseudoscience. None of it is verifiable. It's all made up nonsense. But and, what you just... So what you just proved there, though, is that the visual representation that has been presented is inaccurate, but that doesn't necessarily translate to the fact that okay. the Earth is. All right. So so you said your question was one of your questions was, why do why does the Earth look round? So now we don't know that the Earth looks spherical because we we realize that we're not being shown a real Earth. Correct. I mean, potentially, I guess I guess I'm still that would mean that I would need to believe you without having done my own research well, as well. Well, you don't have to believe me. We're, we're just, we're going to take it one step at a time. One of the proofs that you guys had was the earth looks round from space. I'm showing you that they're faking around earth from space. You're showing us the potential that that is the case. Yes. I'm showing you that NASA, NASA lies. Um, here's the two pictures, the most famous picture, 2014 picture of Jupiter. It's in every science book. Every kid studies this picture. Two years later, they go, hey, we got pictures of the northern lights, which look ridiculous, but let's just assume they're real. And that, that proves that, that Jupiter has a magnetic core. Well, if you overlay these two pictures, you'll see that every single cloud is the same, two and a half years apart, right? These are storms. This red dot is a storm bigger than Earth. It's a hurricane bigger than Earth. These are clouds coming off of it. NASA even has an animation showing just over a, a day or two how much these clouds move, but these clouds are exactly the same. They use the same picture and they Photoshop this nonsense on it. So they're lying about Jupiter. Do I need to talk so why, about- So why are they lying? What are they trying to, like, why, what's the why point? The why would you the lie? Question. Like, yeah. why? Who cares? Yeah, <laughs> Who cares so, if it's flat around? <laughs> well, the shape of the earth does not matter. It's the lie. And why are they lying? So do you feel- that the world is doing well these days? How's the tyranny? I mean, that is a very loaded question. And like across the board, I do believe that there are a lot of things that have played out based on certain points of view that 
are, there is an inability to adjust and shift and acknowledge new information. And so I personally believe that we need to start figuring out how to reevaluate and discern, which I think is what I love about this conversation is that a big part of your life has been um, in examining and saying, here's a new piece of information. I'm going to try it on. I'm actually going to examine it. I'm not going to just, you know, laugh it off. I'm going to sit with it. And that's why we wanted to have this conversation too. So whether it's flat earth or, or anything in your life, um, Mm. the invitation to actually sit there and discern for yourself, do the digging um, ask the questions. Don't just take the answer at face value. I was in Egypt in 2019. Um, and it was a really cool tour with both Egyptologists and, um, megalithomania maniacs is what they call themselves. And it's literally very similar. It's like, okay, there is the mainstream story, you know, the academic story potentially. And the reality is that there's things that don't match up. And at what point are we going to, have the honest conversation about the fact that they don't match up and what are we trying to hold on to? And so to me, I think that goes even beyond Egypt. I think there's a lot of things that are playing out. That's like, okay, hold on a second. We don't need to be become hostages to a point of view that was put in books for whatever reason, just because, I mean, 19, what is it? In 1984, is that the book? 1984. Yeah. Yeah. Why did they make all the kids in high school read that book? Right. Predictive programming. They're literally program, pro, programming our minds. You know, Arthur C. Clarke invented satellites in his book. And then a few years later, there were satellites. And uh, some royal guy in the 1800s, he uh, wrote a, the- a paper about the theory of dinosaurs. No one had ever discussed, found, uh, mentioned a dinosaur before. No one had ever discovered a dinosaur. And then a year later to the day, he discovered the first dinosaur. Right. What's the one of the first things they teach kids when they go to school? They teach them about dinosaurs and asteroids wiping out the dinosaurs that instills fear into the core belief system of a child. Then they teach them about the orbiting Earth and the orbits of the sun and the moon and everything. This is this is to give them a foundation where for the rest of their life, they will defend the solar system because it's the first thing they ever learned. And they have globes in every classroom. So why the lie? It's about Hold on, can I say something? Yeah, I, please. I feel like what's coming up for me is that you um you're very passionate about the flat earth um form at uh, um aspect of a very larger conversation that we're actually having, which is um like I said, even beyond discernment, it's like how do we create or evolve from a place of just uh, agreeing with what's being said. So I just, I just wanted to, I guess, acknowledge you for, um, in this conversation. And if we have listeners who are just like, I can't even like go there or whatever. It's like, I think the invitation here is to allow ourselves to be open and, and to get curious and to poke the holes. And I I just, I appreciate that. Um, and I probably already said that before, but it just, um, I know that you are passionate about the flat earth, but the essence of it is um, finding a truth, finding a bigger truth. Yeah. I was going to say, when you were talking earlier, Rachel, to that, it's like allowing ourselves to change our minds. And if we go back to the concept of believing anything, like we can have a belief and then we get more information or more data and we can get curious and change our minds about something that even if our entire life we thought X 
as new information comes in and we see this happen in science all the time we like learn something new and then it, it changes our like our approach and our perspective on on life or whatever we're studying so from a high level and janelle i'm admiring the domed doorway you have behind you yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> do you like the front door of my airbnb <laughs> it, it's it's the dome it, it's a domed mm. doorway it's a flat earth with a dome over it there you go um, <laughs> All right. So let me, let me, let me go where I was going with this. So why, why the lie? So if you believe in the heliocentric model, you have to believe in the big bang because the big bang is how it happened. Nothing exploded, created everything, which sounds crazy. And then all of the rocks and the physical matter turned into spinning balls and all of the gases coalesced into bigger spinning burning balls. And they left a vacuum in between. Well, that's impossible. You can't have gas in a vacuum, okay? So how did that happen? Then in this magical vacuum spinning ball and spinning burning ball place, everything went into perfect synchronistic orbits and lightning struck and created some DNA, which is impossible. And that DNA turned into an amoeba that turned into a fish that grew legs, that climbed out of the water, found another sexy fish, had a baby, had a monkey, turned into a monkey and the monkey turned into a human. This is, I sped that up a little bit, but this is what they want us to believe. So you're spinning on a speck with how many other specks like earth are there in our universe? Trillions, quadrillions, they tell us. So we're on an insignificant speck flying through a either godless or distant God universe because it's too big. You know, when you want to dilute something, what do you do? You pour it into something bigger, like empty space. Okay. So you're spinning out of control. And guess what? An asteroid could take us out at any moment. You remember that is what you taught in, in elementary school. All right. So you, we're living in this place of fear of unknown what we have global warming. We have, we're going to run out of dinosaur juice, right? All of this nonsense at to have us living in fear. And so the people that we call the elite, we allow them to rule over us when in fact, they have no jurisdiction over us. We are at the center of creation. There is a creator when you understand what the world is. So there's a, ver I'm, a I'm not a Bible guy, but in the Bible, it says, um, once you see my creation, you no longer have any excuse to deny my existence. I was a full-on atheist, I guess. I just never even classified myself. I just never believed in any religion, anything. And I'm not even a religious person now. But when I understood what the flat earth is, there's a creator. That's your job to figure out who the creator is and what relationship it is between you and, and the creator, if there's any at all, whatever. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about we are here with free will. And the only thing that we have to do is maintain control of our soul and not interfere with anyone else's free will. That's it. I want to go and learn a little bit more about when you were introduced to this concept. Like you had mentioned you were working before you left it all behind. Like, let's get into that part of your sure. story so because I'm just trying to put it like again back to our listeners like if you're like I don't know what this guy is talking about like let's build the connection point that if you want to expand someone's mind in here like how can they see themselves in you and where so, you started yeah so I worked in corporate America and uh, I was working for a uh, large uh, corporate solar company and uh, at lunchtime uh, my buddy Tim and I we were 
I guess you can call us the conspiracy theorists if you want to put a label on it, but we were just looking into things like the Federal Reserve. And we were talking, no, this is back when, you know, people didn't know that the Federal Reserve is a private bank in Puerto Rico. It has nothing to do with the federal government and that they create our money out of thin air and lend it to the government and charge interest. So we were, we would be talking about stuff like that. And then we were talking about what money really was and how money is just an illusion People are like, what do you mean money's an illusion? Money, you know, give me some of that illusion, right? And how they they got us, they have us all worshiping the dollar and all of the symbols on the dollar. I mean, it goes on and on, but every day the crowd got bigger and bigger at lunch. Like we'd walk in the lunchroom and they're like, oh, they're here, you know, yay, we got something interesting to talk about. And so one day Tim said, hey, we got an opportunity, a friend of his, a comedian, um, there's a podcast studio in New York City and we can do a podcast. And I'm like, what's a podcast? I didn't even know, okay? And uh, I was like, he's like, it's a radio show, but it's recorded. I'm like, okay, yeah, let's do it. And uh, we started doing this conspiracy podcast and it got a huge following. It was called Deep Inside the Rabbit Hole. And uh, it's still up if you want to see it. I mean, it was crazy. We, we did a show a week for three years. But in the third year, people's fans started sending me stuff saying, hey, Dave, have you looked into Flat Earth? And I'm like, first, that's a joke. But then they kept coming. I kept deleting. Then they started posting stuff on Facebook. Watch this video. Watch this video. I wouldn't watch a one minute video. It's ridiculous. Everyone knows the earth is flat. We've known for a thousand years or whatever number since the Greeks. And uh, then one day, another researcher who I trust very much, I was talking to her about this crazy deceptions. I'm like, there's so much deception in this world. We we're talking about some you know crazy, ridiculous false flag event that was going on. And she goes, oh, David, it's worse than that. I think the earth might be flat. And I'm like, not you too. Sophia was Sophia Smallstrom. I'll throw her name out there. And uh, she, uh, she's like, Dave, watch these videos. I'm like, send it to me. I'm just going to, I'm going to, I went in with a closed mind. I didn't go in and say, all right, let me see this. Let me analyze it. I said, let me disprove this. Let me prove the globe and be done with this. And uh, I did that. For two weeks, I barely slept. I was like, whoa. And then like, the, and the one thing that got me was, hey, if the earth is a ball, there has to be curvature at some point. They tell us the ball is so big that you can't see it, but at some point a ships go over the horizon. We all know that. So it can't be that big. So I found out what the globe curvature formula is. And, uh, and at, at 100 miles, there should be 6,600 feet of curvature. At 10 miles, there should be 66 feet of curvature. And so then I said, okay. And I ended up spending like $800 on a super zoom camera because our optics have outgrown their lives. I went down to the beach. I sat by the water and I was like, okay, that buoy is 11 miles away. I can't see it. If I'm sitting on the ground, I can't even see it. If I'm standing, it should be, it should be 60 feet below the curve. I sat down, zoomed in. I could see the bottom of the buoy. I can see the water surface beyond the buoy for tens of miles. I'm like, there's no curvature. So then I rechecked the math. It doesn't matter. It does, it, it, even if the earth was a thousand times bigger than they tell us, it, there's still no curvature. No curvature, no ball. So that's what got me into it. And then, uh, and so that podcast blew up and I started the Flat Earth Podcast. And I was doing that for a while. And uh, then I, um, I had left the, the company that um, I was working for and I started my own company with two partners and we were doing extremely well. I was the, the owner of my own company. I make my own hours. I was making more money than I ever dreamed I could ever make. Life was amazing. I was like, well, I've got it all. I live in 
Connecticut, you know, I live in a good part of Connecticut too. Right. And, and I, and I go to vacation in the Caribbean, right. My father lived down in Puerto Rico. It was phenomenal. My life was great. Life is, life is amazing by the way. And uh, one day when I was going to work, something told me walk away from it all, David, just leave it. And I'm like, what? But literally, it's just in my head, it's like, walk away from it all, do that. And I'm like, how am I going to support myself? Well, I created this app called the Flat Earth, Sun, Moon, and Zodiac Clock app. And I went home to pay my bills that night. And the money that had just come in from that month's sales of the app literally covered my bills to the dollar. And then I asked for some more signs. I was like, I need more signs. I mean, walking away from the from my own business, right? Well, give me more signs. I asked for I asked for a sign, got it immediately. And then I asked for another sign, got it immediately. And I was just like, all right, I gotta get out. And uh I got out. Um, how long ago was that? It was over a year ago. Do you mind sharing the other two signs? Because I feel like that'll really. <laughs> well, the other two signs might open up a rabbit hole, but I'll do it. Okay. <laughs> we don't need, doesn't definitely need to get into it. Um, the first sign was, was um, I said, all right, give me another sign. And two minutes later, my partner goes, hey, we're doing a residential job. We hate resident. I hate residential jobs. Residential jobs are harder than commercial jobs and they're one hundredth of the profit. You know, because you got to deal with the wife and the, it's a, you're putting up, you know, 20 panels versus 6,000 panels, you know, and uh, I'm like, who are we doing? He goes, the Clintons. Like the Clintons we're all thinking of, like, I'm assuming. Like the, <laughs> like the Clintons, yeah. right? The Clintons. <laughs> and if you know anything about my history, my research and stuff, not a fan. Okay. Not a fan. So I was like, really? Can you give me another, 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 I, I need another sign that that's too ambiguous. Right. And literally a super short time later, I don't remember exactly. It might've been that later that day or the next day, my partner says, Hey, by the way, all the commercial rooftops that we're doing, we're going to be, uh, we're going to, that we have control over, we're going to be leasing out 5g towers on them. And I don't know if you're, have you researched what 5g is what's going on? Not a fan, right? Um, you know, I'm we're, you we're petitioning yeah. our town not to let 5G roll out. It's not going well. It's rolling out all over the place. But um, so those two things happened right away. And I said, okay, that's it. I'm out. And I walked away. So I'm curious with getting into this then, what does having the belief that the earth is flat in the work you're doing like what does that do for you as an individual yeah so what has it done for me it, you know what's amazing is um if you went somewhere i don't know you're in a gathering i don't know there's not many gatherings going on these days and you had a uh, a a wad of hundred dollar bills in your pocket and you dropped it in the crowd and you didn't notice it for an hour do you think you get it back probably not yeah. So we, we have these flat earth conferences. I'm, I'm actually going to one in South Carolina on the 26th and 27th. And we've had them in Dallas. We've had them in uh, um, North Carolina. Where do we, we had them all over the place in, in Denver. 
And I'm confident that if I dropped that money there, somebody would find out who that it was mine and bring it back to me. The flat earth community is amazing. We come from all walks of life, all socioeconomical levels. And everyone there is awake and aware that we are in the center of creation and that we have a, a mission here and that we're not supposed to squander our life away, spinning out of control, lost in space. And once you have that foundation, you know, people feel like when you, wake them up to the flat earth you're ripping the rug out from underneath their feet but the truth is they had no foundation to stand on the earth is the foundation of the world is the foundation of the universe the earth is the basement of the universe and once you understand that it's stationary and fixed in its position um, and you can connect to it because we are part of the earth the whole earth system we can't live off of the earth we can't get up as high as they tell us i don't think that anybody can survive at, at altitudes you know, higher than maybe 70 miles. That's it. And, um, you know, the stuff that NASA shows us, I don't believe it's fake. It's provably fake. I mean, if I showed you on the space station, them hanging from wires, pretending to be floating just once, would that be enough? Would that be enough for you to unwind NASA all the way till we didn't go to the moon? I think that opens up like a bigger conversation though of trust in general right like you could technically look at many things in life and say that it, you can prove it wrong but does it make it well if they're faking weightlessness if they're faking it why would they fake it if they're really in space right what a waste of energy and resources they're, like, they're not in space they're in I know, a hollywood but it's studio. like what a waste of intelligence creativity sure. energy resources like i just i still i i still struggle with like and and it's not just with this i again to bring the egypt piece back um it was the same thing there like i just really struggle with like why waste so many resources on trying to hold on to a, a story and in in for from a pyramid standpoint, it's like the conversation we were having there is like whether the pyramids are tombs or, you know, power, power stations or something else. And, and it's like, there isn't an openness to it being outside of a tomb. But why? Like, why are we putting so much resources to keep why. the same story going like who freaking cares because they don't want us to know what this world is they don't want us to know you know the pyramids there's tunnels under the pyramids that were filled with acid well why do you have totally. a metal top and acid and you know yeah and there's pyramids all across the plane that line up with each other I know. right so and 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 the story of them cutting these blocks and dragging them across the desert totally. you ever try dragging a cinder block across the desert <laughs> okay yeah. just yeah. a cinder block right and with all these slaves and logs where did it all come from and if you look at the timeline that they said they, they're cutting quarrying transmitting trans yeah. transporting and placing it a block every two minutes or something like that for 20 years around the clock okay it's, it's complete and total nonsense. Mm -hmm. So there was a worldwide civilization that was called Tataria that was here in the 1800s. And they there was some sort of calamity that happened. If you looked into the mud floods, have you guys looked into that yet? Yeah, there was a worldwide calamity. And then when they dug out of it, you know, the people that took over, that took over what was here, um, they, they decided to hide it from the peasants. We are the peasants. 
right? They didn't discover America. America, you know, some of the buildings were here when we got here. Some of the great architecture was here um, when we got here and they just took it over and made up a story. I mean, that's the same thing in Egypt. It's like, yeah, it's the same you, thing I mean, all you over see the world. It, yeah. Right, the it's, transcontinental it's like power, railroad. power takeover. Were not built, they were excavated. So, it's, I, I love these conversations. I think this yeah. is why it's really awesome that Janelle and I are both here because I, I definitely am very open to like, you know, like one of the things I wrote down was like, the hole, the hole that's in Antarctica. Like, do you, the, you know, like, what is that? Is that proof that the, is that the edge? Like, I don't know. And I'm just like, I have fun with it and yeah. I appreciate it because I want to be challenged. I want sure. my perspective to be, um, unpacked more. I don't want to just think that I've gotten there. And then I just kind of, let me tell you something about what I know. I know that there's so much that I don't know. Okay. That is a fact. Right. And I'm learning new stuff every day and I'm never going to know it all or even close to it. Most people think they know everything. They're know-it-alls. Okay. And they're, un- they're not open to any, any new information. I mean, when you look at this stuff, it's unbelievable. Why are they hiding flat earth stuff on YouTube? If you search a stranger's guide to flat earth, 21 questions by ODD TV, it won't come up, even though you put the name of the video, it's got millions of views and the channel name, it'll feed you propaganda. If you search flat earth, you end up with the flat earth society. You, they will not feed you the videos that, you know, that your search is truly looking for it, it, I mean, there's ways around it, but um, it's, uh, it, it's unbelievable that they're hiding this stuff. And once you see it, you know, like there, there's so many things that, we, you know, like when I was talking about the extra terror beyond Antarctica, that's my personal belief. Can't prove it, right? That's speculation. But we can show you things here. We can see too far. You can't have high pressure next to a vacuum without a physical barrier. How is the vacuum space next to the high pressure of Earth without sucking the air off? And the only answer you can say is gravity. Well, I can take a straw and drink water or suck air up at any altitude with the weak vacuum of my mouth and lungs, not even vacuum, the slight low pressure can pull water up and away from earth. So how come the Tor 17 vacuum of space, which would, we can't even create that here on earth. How come that doesn't suck all the air off? And the answer is, cause it's not a vacuum. I'm interesting. I know I'm trying to relate this to other areas of my life where I've challenged my beliefs and this will probably not be a popular thing to say, but even thinking about religion like there's a lot of things that historically we've been fed through religious organizations that people believed and it was truly I mean like a lot of it was kind of a blind belief right it was a book it was a book that people were handed and they read it and they're like cool this is what happened um and I maybe see some parallels there again that's probably not gonna be a very popular opinion but i don't know like again i'm trying to relate it to like other areas in the world where people maybe have been more open to challenging beliefs that have been held by the majority before right i think the race conversation that's happening right now is uh is right there when people have made trips around the world around the doing? world yeah <laughs> all right this is a good one this is my favorite one comes from one of my favorite most viral videos ever called 
how to circumnavigate circumnavigation for dummies. I'm not calling you guys dummies because okay. most flat earthers, we were all dummies. Um, if I can find it as I'm talking to you, that's the only thing I don't like about Zoom. It reorganizes my videos. Okay, so here's the flat earth. And in the center, I put a magnet, right? So I put a compass down and the needle points towards the magnet, right? So if you try to go east or west, you have to keep turning to the north. 90 degrees east is a circle, right? Ooh, you kind of just blew my mind. Yeah. To be honest. This doesn't prove the earth is flat. This doesn't prove the earth is flat because it's the same on a ball too. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to show you what does prove. So east and west are circles, right? So if you go outside and point to a tree and then say, okay, this is east, try to walk east, but you have to always point to the tree, keeping this 90 degree angle with your arms. You're going to walk in a circle. East and west are circles. If you go in a straight line, it would dead wreck in east or west. If you go in a straight line, you're heading south. Every straight line is south. That's crazy. If you go from America and you go north, 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 as soon as you pass the North Pole, you're going south. South, 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 and I'm over in Japan. And I'm over and I'm all the way in Antarctica. Every straight line is south. Once you pass the North Pole, you're going south. South is this way. South is this way. South is this way. Right. What you can't do, as I showed you earlier, is those plane routes. Right. You can't go. You can't go south and end up over here. Yeah. That, yeah. That's the question. But you could if it was a ball and nobody's ever done it. Right. But is People, that why there's a hole there? Well, or like you know, they tell us there's a hole because <laughs> and because Admiral Byrd said he found land bigger than America beyond Antarctica. Yeah. So they had to make up something. So they made up this hole. They made but, up the hollow earth. The hollow earth is just yeah, another gatekeeping for your mind. So what most people do is they, uh, is they, when they say, Dave, people have circumnavigated south and then they Google it. And there's a story. There's a, there's a lovely story about um, somebody, the world record, the Guinness book, of world record for Southern circumnavigation. Here it is. This is the route they took North pole. They went to Alaska over to California, said hello to you guys, came over here, right? Oh, these islands, then they went to Santiago, then they went to here and they didn't keep going. They turned around and they went back up through Brazil, up here and around. And they got the Guinness Book of World Records for Southern circumnavigation. That's, not a, that's, a, that's a spread out of globe. This is what a flat earth map looks like. That's all they did and they won the Southern circum first circumpolar navigation. Does that look like circumpolar navigation or does that look like nonsense? No, can, but do you know a pilot that can just do this? That's what for I was you? just going to say. I was like, why? Okay, so like, what are the pilots all thinking? Because isn't there a pilot that's flying his little Delta flight or whatever trans, whatever continental? flight and is wondering why the hell they're going so out of the way and no one's ever like why are we going yeah so so the 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 again all of the people flying in the inner north all of the you know from from you know to united states to europe or whatever these are all very similar on a flat earth and a globe earth the problem is when you go in in the southern flights right um the Southern flights are different. So Qantas Airlines, uh, all of their pilots admit 
quietly off the record that between themselves in their lounges, they talk about the earth being flat. They all know, but they can't talk about it publicly. We interviewed a KLM pilot who was saying, uh, you know, when her flight to Germany or whatever, wherever she's flying, she said uh, that they, she could see things. She explains what she's seeing. She knows how the gyros work. She's, the earth is flat. We had her on for a three hour show next day, grounded, fired. Okay. Right. She, uh, so these people know they, you know, we live in this matrix where we have to earn money and they, this is their career. There's plenty of pilots talking out and I'll show you where you can see um, lots of that information in a moment. But pilot, a lot of pilots don't know. They get in the flight, they, fly, they take off and they land, but the, the, the GPS flies the plane for them the whole way. They're there reading books, you know? They don't bring a globe in there with them and look at the globe. They're, they're just following the coordinates at the control tower. And guess who's in charge of every flight route, international flight route? NASA. NASA. Suspect. Suspect. <laughs> if you've been listening to the podcast for any amount of time, you know I'm pretty obsessed with Whoop. Whoop is a wearable that tracks your heart rate variability and will give you a ton of data around your strain, your recovery, your sleep. What's different about Whoop compared to other wearables out there is that the data it gives you is very in-depth and it's really giving you a holistic picture of what your day-to-day -day strain is from the second you get up to the end of the day not really just your workouts or giving generic metrics around steps for example that can be good if you just want to get up and moving but if you're really training for something or you want deeper insights whoop is amazing they even have a journal feature that'll tell you what behaviors you do throughout the day and how they affect your sleep and recovery. But one of my favorite things about Whoop coming from the fitness industry where people are really always just encouraging you to push, 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 is it was really permission giving for me to actually take a recovery day. If I woke up with a low recovery score, deciding, hey, I'm not gonna run today, I'm actually going to rest because that's what my body needs and that aligns with my goal of longevity with my body. If you are interested in getting your first month of Whoop free, as well as a free Whoop strap, we're gonna drop a link in the show notes. And if you have any questions, feel free to DM me at JNL Reese on Instagram. You know, every, every uh, civilization before us was uh, flat earth, the only religious one was NASA who came up with this ball thing. I interviewed a woman in, uh, in February of 2020, February of 2020, it's not that long ago, 102 years old. And I was interviewing her about the World's Fairs because she had been to these World's Fairs and the World's Fairs that you probably just heard very little about um, are the takeover from the old world to the new world. And she had been to the ones in New York and I was, she had such a good memory. And I asked her, I said, you know, where'd you go to elementary school? And she knew the school, the teacher, the street, kids in her class. I'm like, wow, right? I couldn't even do that. And, or maybe I could. Um, yeah, I think I could. But uh, she, uh, I asked her, I said, what did they teach you in science about the earth? And she looked at me, I never mentioned flat earth to her. She goes, they taught me the earth was flat. And uh, we, we talked to a woman in Croatia. She said in the 1930s, all the schools were teaching flat earth. We found newspaper articles on microfilm about teachers that were being persecuted in the early 1900s for trying to teach heliocentrism. A listener just sent me uh, an email today saying that um, I think they were in Germany. They were talking to their grandparents and the grandparents said, I said, you know, what did, uh, 
you know, their, their parents or whatever think the earth about the earth. And they're like, it was flat. They knew it was flat. They still know it's flat. The grandparents, you know, anyone that's over a hundred years old right now knows the earth is flat. Right. But then they were taught other things. So again, is that proof? It's testimony of a senile old person. You know, you can, you can, you can twist it any way you want, but if you look at history, his story, it's all lies. All of it. All of our history is a lie. Um, okay. So I am picturing a flat earth right now. Mm -hmm. Is there no outer space? that? <laughs> like, I guess like, does it just like go down and then there's like a base? So good question. Good question. So the, the deepest hole ever dug is just short of eight miles it's seven and a half miles it's in russia and uh they hit a a impenetrable barrier at that at that depth and they couldn't get any deeper here it's a great borehole it's called and um they use ground penetrating radar to see what they're going to hit next while they were digging the hole and it was wrong every step of the way the ground penetrating radar they they tried to get them they should have gotten their money back because it was useless but let's put that in perspective if the earth is an apple they got halfway through the skin and then they hit an impenetrable barrier but somehow they know it's in the center of the earth, the next 4,000 miles. They got the first seven and a half miles wrong, but somehow they know that there's a molten magnetic core in the middle of the earth. By the way, when you heat a magnet up, it loses its magnetism. There's no such thing as a molten magnet, okay? This is all complete and total pseudoscience. This is a meme that we were brought up on. Here's another meme, this is a meme. This is pseudoscience. There's nothing behind this other than your belief because the teachers that you worshiped as a small child told you it was true. Okay. You were being it, lied to. This probably doesn't, this might not even be relevant, but I'm thinking back to all the things I learned in elementary school. So like tectonic plates though, like that shouldn't change, right? I, <laughs> Like, does that change anything if the world is flat or not? Um, there, so, so what? There is earthquakes. Some of the, a lot of them are man-made, but they're done with frequencies and stuff that they're doing, and oil and you know, fracking and all sorts of stuff. But um, there, neither of them prove the Earth is flat or or a globe, right? Um, volcanoes are not spewing lava from the inside of a ball. There's lot. There's things called lava tubes. How do you make lava? How do you make, how do you turn rocks into lava? Do you do it with pressure? Well, I don't think so. You do it with electricity. So if you take some rocks, you put them in a ceramic uh, box right here, and then you put electrodes on them. This, those, those are electrodes. You melt the rocks into lava, bam, you got lava right there, right? So the earth is an electrical system, right? We, uh, we, we live in this electrical world where the sun and the moon, this is, gonna, this is gonna take you a little, it's not that hard to follow, okay? The sun is the anode. No, the, the moon is the anode, sorry. The sun is the cathode. It's sending electricity down to earth. The salt water carries the current and the land is the salt bridge. And that's what makes a battery. That's, what makes, that's, what, that's how electricity works. So all of this electricity is coming to earth the earth is a giant capacitor and it's storing this electricity. And sometimes the capacitors will have a bolt go, you know, of electricity will connect them. And that makes a lava tube. There's lots of lava tubes in Hawaii. They're all over the place. And sometimes they break through the ground. 
There's no such thing as a triangular volcano spewing lava out of the top. You've only seen that in movies. It's not real. So going back to, I'm still like, I don't even my face right in. now. I know, I'm like, it's thinking very deeply. So going back to my original question of like, what's, is there nothing below, like the earth is just like the bottom of the universe then? In, or we just the don't Mayans, know? The Mayans said that we're on the back of a turtle. I can't prove wrong, but I don't <laughs> think that's the case. All right. So there, there's a movie I want you guys to watch and I'll send you the link after. It's called um, Flat Earth, The Ultimate Litmus Test by Marty Leeds. Okay. Flat Earth, the ultimate litmus test. Get some popcorn, a cup of tea, put your feet up, watch this puppy from the beginning to the end. And I guarantee you will be, you'll lose the respect of your family and friends by the end of that because you'll be a flat earther. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Actually, I want to like pivot a little bit there too. Like, let's talk about your new beliefs and how my new understanding. Your new, please. yes. Okay. Your new understandings and how that has affected your interpersonal relationships. Because I think, again, like we yeah. can take this concept of having beliefs that differ from the communities you're in or the families you come from and how that can create tension. Let's apply it to this new understanding. So what is the exact question? You want me to talk about my family, about my friends, about my new what, friends, about what is my, it, my what wife, is it, my kids? What is it like for you to have such a shift in your perspective and to maintain connections or experience the shifting dynamic that happens in your interpersonal relationships. Yeah, the, the shift was was uh, was big, um, where I'm lucky. Let's say, imagine if you two were flat earthers and you're quiet about it. You're in the closet because you don't want your work to know. You don't want your, you know, your next door neighbor might be a flat earther and you would not know it because they're in the closet also. Uh, there's flat earthers walking by each other all the time and they don't know it because everyone's in the closet. Me, this giant head is all over the place, okay? Everyone that sees me that's a flat earther, they're like, Dave, I've seen you, I know you. And so it's awesome. I'm making new friends every day. I'm so excited to go to South Carolina to the Solar Return Festival. And it, there's gonna be hundreds and hundreds of flat earthers there. Every single one of them, even if I've never met them, is my best friend. They're amazing, amazing people. Now, my brother and my sister who are older than me, their journey is not to wake up and it's not my mission to wake them up. It's not my job to wake them up. Their mission, their journey is their journey and God bless them. But we don't really have a lot to talk about. So it has distanced us. My, our mother passed away during this crisis, we'll call it without getting into it. And um, we haven't spoken since she passed away because I don't want to argue about what's going on. And so it it's kind of sucks, but uh, you know, eventually who knows what'll happen next. Uh, we've had some lifelong friends that can't handle it and they've stopped talking to us. That's fine. But for that, we've made so many new friends and there's now we're now I'm getting to the point where my, the friends that I grew up with, I still live in the neighborhood that I grew up in. I grew, I, I've moved a bunch of times within just a couple of miles and these people are starting to see stuff and they're now coming back. Hey, Dave, you're not so crazy. You know, I was posting for two decades about chemtrails and everyone thought, thought I was crazy. And then a couple of years ago, we're down at the beach for the 4th of July celebration and a giant chemtrail comes across and people are like, 
Dave, Dave, look, look up, right? And I'm like, really? Now? I go, you never hit like once on one of my friggin' posts? You never made a friggin' comment? Now you're going to say something, right? So people, I know they're seeing my posts. I know they're seeing my interviews. They're, they're coming around, and it's really wonderful feeling. It's amazing. I've held my course. It's not popular. You know, the um, popular, what is it? Um, consensus is not science. You know, it, like the unpopular belief doesn't mean that you're wrong. You know, the popular belief doesn't mean that you're right. I know that I'm right. They just don't know that they don't know because they've never looked into it. I mean, you guys before tonight have really never looked into Flat Earth. And when you have, most of the stuff you got was not what we believe. It was, it was controlled information. You're asking me the same questions. How come you don't fall off the edge? How, you know, next is going to come. What about sunsets over the ocean? What about boats over the, you know, the horizon? You know, all of the stuff, all of it is answered. It, there's answers for all of it. And then once you see it, you like, I guess it's not the shape that matters. It's the lie. It's not knowing who you are, where you are, or what you are. So um, my girlfriend, my partner, Paige, she is amazing. She gets it. She sees it. We research together on all sorts of topics. And uh, we are never, ever, ever bored. Okay. Uh, we don't watch television, except occasionally we try to, like, let's not research tonight and watch something mindless, but that rarely comes. We never watch the news. That's poison for your mind. And um, we're just having a good time. You know, I, uh, I organized a, um, a buddy of mine who has a diner in upstate Connecticut, who's a flat earther. I said, let's do a little meetup. And I put out a video. I figured 10 or 20 people will come. 150 people showed up, right? So flat earth is tipping. And I mean, it's a, it's a provocative um, it, it, conversation, but I think what I'm taking away from this engagement is just a, I appreciate that the you're, you do have a, an inviting, like, I don't feel like you're forcing it down my throat. You have a lot of facts and information. Oh, I'm forcing and, it down your throat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, maybe I don't like you. I'm just kidding. Um, but no, I, I mean, even like. I don't know. It feels like you're planting seeds. And to your that's, earlier that's point, you're like, you. you're like, you believe that it's right. You believe that you are sharing a message that will be profoundly impactful on people in a positive way. And you yeah. come at it from that place, which yeah. is very, like, I don't feel steamrolled. I feel like there's a permission for me to now go and do my own research and decide what's right for me, which is, right. I think, again, taking it away from the flat earth you know, subject that in general is like a really beautiful way of approaching anything that we feel really strongly about. Like you can either like, you know, come at people really hard and steamroll them, or you can kind of have your passion, have, have your, um, your information and, and plant those seeds and trust that, you know, that is, that's your role was to plant a seed and to let it go and to let people yep. be on their journey. Um, so I guess I, I appreciate it because I feel invited into the conversation, invited into the exploration. I totally want to watch this flat earth, the ultimate litmus, the ultimate, the ultimate litmus, litmus test. Let me, uh, can I, can I share my app with you guys and show you just a couple quick things? And yeah, I'd like to offer my flat earth app challenge. It's fun. Do you guys know what Bitcoin is? Yes. Oh yeah. I'm offering a Bitcoin. If you take the challenge, it can come up with just one proof of the globe, just one, All right? So you see the app here? 
We do. Can you, um, I'm sure you're going to, but verbally describe it for anyone. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so the, the, app, it's the flat earth, sun, moon, and Zodiac clock app. And what we're doing is we're looking, we're looking at the earth here and it shows the sun and the moon above the earth. The, the sun and the, the, the sky is a perfect timepiece. Okay. The sun is the, the hour hand and the moon is the week month hand. Right. So you guys are looking at it and you'll notice that the sun is not on the hour hand. Normally it's pinned to the hour hand. Can you guys guess why it's not pinned to the hour hand right now? It's an hour behind the hour hand, the clock hour hand. It's supposed to be like daylight savings or something. Daylight savings time. So that's not the real time. They've, they're fooling us with the time to throw our body clocks off. This whole daylight savings time thing is to literally unconnect us from the earth clock, right? So the real time, you know, when it says it's seven o'clock, it's really six o'clock. So the, where the sun is, it's noon. And if I speed it up, it won't look great on the video. Um, but the sun laps the moon once every 28 days. So the position of the phases of the moon and it's the, and, and the phase um, keep track of the weeks and the months. The sun keeps track of the hours and the days, right? I'm going to slow it down and turn on the star. Go ahead. Does it start to connect to, and maybe you're about to get to it, but like a lot of the more historical viewpoints of the lunar like, uh, I don't know, the lunar perspective or no? We'll, we'll get, we'll get in it. Let me, let me just go yeah. through this like for just two minutes here. So the North star, your true North is in the center here. Okay. The, uh. <laughs> so the sun right now is exiting Pisces and going into Aries. And the way it's doing that is it's not going backwards is the stars are on another wheel in the sky. That's turning the wheels in the sky. Keep on turning, ring a bell. And it will catch up to the sun. So Aries will catch up to the sun. The, the stars lap the sun once a year, okay? Just like the sun laps the moon once a month, the stars are just going slightly faster. So that way the sun will be in each sign for about a month. And that's how that keeps track of the seasons and the years. So I'm gonna turn off the stars and we turn on the compass, which what we were talking about a little, a little while ago, north is in the center, east and west are circles. And again, anybody didn't get that, just get a magnet and a compass, put it down and try to push that compass east or west. You'll see how, how it works. South is every direction away from the north. And that's how a compass works on the flat earth. It's how a compass works, period. Um, Wait, so question, just a like clarifying question. Yes. So the earth is not spinning. Earth but, does not move at all. But the sun and the moon and the stars are, correct? They're all within the Earth system above us spinning around. Okay. All right. So every day there's a new video over the featured video of the day. I do short ones during the week, longer ones on the weekend. And my challenge is watch the video every day for two weeks. And at the end of that two weeks, if you think the Earth is still flat, I mean a globe, send me one proof and I'll and I will um give you a Bitcoin if you can come up with one proof. But before you do it, you have to hit this question mark. And when you hit the question mark, up come all of the questions that you guys have. What about eclipses? What about gravity? What about seasons? You know, hey, what about ships over the horizon? That's the one that got me. And that's the one where I went out and bought the camera. If you click clip it, up comes a playlist of videos that will show you how to do this stuff yourself. Real world observations explains it all. And this is stuff that YouTube will not feed you. This is stuff that YouTube will hide from you. And this stuff is what will teach you 
but no school has ever taught you. And then you'll be like, oh, that makes so much more sense than this nonsense that they're doing. Um, if you hit the web button in the middle here, um, up come other resources. Now, bottom right, mud floods. If you click that, just bring food and water and don't plan on going to work for a week. All right, just Flat Earth, the ultimate litmus test by Marty Leeds. I'm going to add it to that list as soon as we're done here. And um, so there's a wealth of resources. If you guys put this on YouTube, if you hit the Weiss interviews on the top left there, here are all the recent interviews I've done. And yours will be at the top of that list. It just keeps on going and going. Um, and I'll just put your video in there and everyone will be able to see it that oh. way. Can I ask one, maybe it's good, maybe I know we only sure. have 10 minutes, so I'll be really conscious. No problem. I actually um, have a few extra minutes if you need it. Okay. Um, how come this is contingent? How come this idea of flat earth is contingent on the earth being at the center? Why is that important? Well, I mean, we, so is it the epicenter or are maybe across this earth plane, there's other puddles, there's other ponds. Yeah. Other yeah. Suns. Okay. Okay. Maybe, maybe, I don't okay. know. But you're saying our, of this earth, of this world, this is a created world and we are in the center of it. Okay. This is our world. There's a talk I did with, uh, with Sophia Smallstorm, the one that dragged me into flat earth. And uh, she, it's called the outward flow of civilizations. And it talks about how the Mayans and the Incans, all these civilizations that disappeared, perhaps their sons moved outwards and, uh, and they moved out with it to the outer space. And then a new civilization started in the middle when a new son was born. Um, this is what I wanted to show you right now. If you look at the sun on the, on this, it's over, um, it's over the red line, which is the equator. We're heading up to March 21st and that's the equinox. That's when the sun is over the, the equator. If I hit the little jumpy guy, three months, it's a, it's June and it's over the Tropic of Cancer. That's when it's closer to us in the inner North. It's closer to us. So it's higher in the sky due to perspective, right? And that's why we're having our summer. Six months later, it goes all the way out to the Tropic of Capricorn and we have our winter because it's farther away. It's out South, it's lower in the sky. And meanwhile, Central South America and Australia um, will have the heat of their summer because the sun is higher in their sky. It's over their heads. If two airplanes were flying parallel with each other, one at, at 10,000 feet, both of them, one of them's over your head and one of them's 50 miles to the south, the one over your head, you can imagine that being your summer sun. And the one that's out south is your winter sun. It's farther away. It's lower in the sky, just like our sun is lower. For Australia, they're having the heat of their summer right now. But for us, the sun is low in the sky because it's out south. Six months later, the sun goes back in and it's over the Tropic of Cancer. They're having their winter. We're having our summer. That's how seasons work, right? But in the, in the frequently asked questions, what about seasons right there? Bam, these videos right here will show you um, how seasons make absolutely no sense on a globe. They make no sense whatsoever. Those videos alone will make you realize how, how nonsensical the flat the, 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 the globe is. And the last thing is, if you don't wanna wait for the challenge, you can hit this little button next to it. And that's the archive button. And up come all of the videos from all of the months prior to um, this month, you know, what was going on. Here's all the videos from this month. And if you hit the little hamburger at the top, 
all of the videos from all of the previous months in the app, a wealth of information that Google is hiding from you because they don't want you to know who you are, where you are, what you are, what this place is. Um, and so you can send those pictures. There's tons of pictures. We're adding more all the time. Just a resource of information just to learn about Flat Earth. Um, people get it. You get the notification every day. Hey, the new video's up. It's about sunsets and uh, how, how the sun sets over the ocean. That's what today's video is about, as a matter of fact. And you watch it while you're having your breakfast. And every day, you just become a little more educated. I have to say, I just, again, I really just appreciate the invitation to um, get outside of, to disrupt, to disrupt my um, pattern, my, you know, just the, the story that is most efficient, that keeps resurfacing, you know, and, and that goes, whether it's um, from a flat earth perspective or beyond that, it's like, I think that's been a huge part of my own personal growth journey is being able to disrupt those patterns, um, those default patterns. And today I, I really, I really appreciate it. I, I didn't really know what to expect having this conversation, but I also knew that I didn't want to just not have a conversation with somebody because I didn't understand it. And so, um, thank you for coming in here and, Rachel and, and answering all these questions that you've heard a million yeah. times. <laughs> well, no, it's okay. I, I love these conversations. And, he, and here's the thing. Now you know that there's stuff that you didn't know. And now I've yeah. shown you some doors. And the app, the app, by the way, that's how I support myself. It costs $2.99. And guess what? When you're done with it, you have it forever, right? When you've, after you use it, like I was, I, I had a guy on this, <laughs> the total, this guy just, just thought it was a money-making scheme. Meanwhile, he's drinking a $4 monster energy drink, okay? So he's poisoning himself. That'll be gone, you know, except for the damage it's done to his body inside of a couple of minutes. And meanwhile, people have this app for years and years and years, feeding them new information every day. Um, just for anyone that's skeptical, just read the reviews in the app store. Um, yeah, and if I'm, you can't find it on Google, just go to the flatearthpodcast.com and click through it there because the Google Play Store seems to be hiding it for some users. I wonder why I'm, that is. I'm like very impressed by the the work and just like from even yeah. like uh, the headspace of a, a marketer and people that are creating information and educational resources and content. Like it's very impressive, everything. I want to, I want to, for the theme of your show, my true north, I, what has Flat Earth done for me? I like being in the solar business. And by the, by the way, solar panels, scientists don't know how they work. They can't figure out how photons are making electricity. They have this theory, right? And I'll tell you how it's working. The sun's electric, it's sending electricity and they're picking up the electricity, that's it. They just can't see it because they have the wrong concept of the source. They think it's sending photons when in fact it's sending electricity. Um, there's, you know, we didn't touch on gravity hit the gravity video, the top video in the gravity list. Amazing, it'll blow you away what gravity is. But my true north, I guess my true north is true north. You know, I'm, I'm here, there's only one pole on earth and, and I'm not here selling apps. I'm here sending a message. And I created literally the, the highest rated app in the app store, uh, one of the highest rated apps that helps people find their true north. I couldn't, I couldn't be happier. And guess what? People say, oh, I can't afford it. I'll give it to them for free, okay? 
I give it to them for like, they send me an email, like I'm on my mom's account, whatever. I'm like, here's a, here's a free download. Okay. So this is, I, 2020 was like one of the greatest years of my life. All right. With all this nonsense going on. So I, again, our life, this is what they don't want us to know that our thoughts create our reality. They don't want us to know that, that our thoughts literally create the world we live in. And so they're taking over our thoughts. We watch the news, we live in fear, we lower our vibration, we, we disconnect from our ability to create, to manifest. And they don't want us to know that. They don't want us to know the true power of our minds. The movie, you know, the documentary with Keanu Reeves called The Matrix? Oh yeah. Are you, from, are you familiar with the documentary? Yes. So at the beginning, Neo is disconnected from his soul. He's lost in the matrix. He's, his mind is trapped in the matrix and he, he's depressed. He's in his bedroom, he's sleeping, right? But then by the end of the movie, he unplugs from the matrix, physically, mentally, whatever. And he discovers who he is, where he is, what he is, and the power of his mind. That is a perfect analogy of what's going on in this world. I think most of the depression in this world is because people aren't can't hear their souls speaking. They can't hear. They can't follow their soul's journey, and their 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 minds have been captured by the the news. North, east, west, south. They're steering you with the news. I there's okay. You just dropped like so many good little gems at the end of this, and again, like you can just take even for anyone who's listening, and they're like, I'm still not on board with like the topic. It's just like everything you're saying though is very valid and applicable in so many areas and I was also just thinking again like to challenge perspectives it's like people who are like oh that you know if you don't want to believe in this like think of all the things out there too like gravity or like someone was out there you know and being like I've created electricity and everyone's like you're crazy you're crazy and until it becomes more mainstream and like people start to understand um and, and then it's like adopted. So it's like to Rachel, to your point and like challenging perspective and just like keeping an open mind, you know, whether, whatever you choose, like, and this is for listeners, you know, like whatever you choose to believe, or if you want to do the research, I, you know, I really think that is it. Like, can you keep your mind open and do your own research and like figure out if like this works for you, you know, and like, I know or this is literally like, anything. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. Anything. And because there's so many things that are a default yes. perspective. He, he, here's, here's the thing. <clears throat> the, the, the villains, the sinister villains that have taken over our world. Um, they're doing a really good job right now. There's a great reset where we're right in the middle of, and people are, are falling for it. If there's a point where we get our freedoms back the question is how long can we hold on to them if we're lost in space spinning out of control and don't know who we are somebody here knows who we are you know the the leaders of this world know what this place is and know the power of their of our minds and they're using theirs to rule over us and we're too stupid to say no all we have to do is say no we have been too stupid we have been too stupid well we're we're, we're, we're <laughs> this isn't a bad word we're ignorant Okay. Yes. We're, we're ignorant because yes. we don't know. Yes. But here's the thing. I go on these shows. I give all the information. So if you don't take it from there, then you're willfully ignorant. Mm-hmm. There you go. I also, I want to like, this is a little bit of circling back before we ask our final question too, but I also want to tie the parallel to when we were asking you about your community 
and you said it's not your journey to like necessarily wake people up and basically well, you're sharing information and then you're also attracting people when they're ready. And I think that is even like a very, very important lesson from this conversation because a lot of times when we know something or we think we're further along in the journey than someone else, Rachel, you mentioned before, like trying to force people, but like, I, I don't know, I, I'm taking that away, I guess, from today's conversation because it's like a control thing, right? We like to feel like we're in control and I appreciate the approach and the call out of saying, I'm not here to wake other people up, but I am here to show up, be myself, share information, and then people will be attracted to that information when they're ready. So I love waking people up, but if they don't want to wake up, I'm not going to force them. Yeah, exactly. And and I, and luckily for me, I'm so well known now that I don't have to bring it. Like if I'm out with normies, I call them (laughs) normies. I don't bring it up until they bring it up, but they always bring it up. I can't wait until they bring it up, to be honest. <laughs> like sometimes my tongue's bleeding because I'm like, don't say anything, don't say anything. Let them bring it up. You can't give someone advice unless they ask for it, pretty much. Yeah, and I just think that's a really good connection to many other facets of people's lives too. Like whether it's this topic or another, like just taking that away and from yeah. this conversation. Cool, well, David. Do you, I, I'm calling you David, but I heard you, self, call, heard you call yourself Dave. Do you prefer Dave? I, I call myself Walt. I don't notice the difference. Okay, perfect. All, all right, David, how do you live your true north in Call one me word? Dave, please. <laughs> um, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> um, how do I live my true north? I'm living it. I'm telling you, I'm living my, this is my passion because I want people to find themselves. I might've been a little depressed before at some times. I'm usually pretty happy, but since I've discovered the flat earth with all the craziness going on in the world, I haven't had a sad day. I really, I'm, I'm following my passion. I'm helping so many other people. I just started saving some of the letters that I get. I get letters from people. I got a letter from a woman the other day. Her husband died. She was depressed. She was gonna kill herself. And then she found some of my videos and discovered the flat earth and it changed everything for her. And she came to our meetup in Connecticut. I think she drove a great distance to get there. And she was just so thrilled to be around like-minded people, stuff like that, that is amazing. Like if you wanna help yourself, help other people. They don't want us to know that. They don't want us to know. They want everyone being selfish and worried, you know, shortages, there's shortages. So you must, you know, hoard for yourself. There's no shortages of anything. Go ahead, sorry. So if you boiled it down into one word, how you live your true north in one word, what would that be? Love. Awesome. And then where can people get a hold of you? I know you have a lot of, we'll drop a lot of resources, but what are the main ones if they just want to get started? If you want to find, uh, you know, find the app, the Flat Earth, Moon and Zodiac Clock app, but you can't find it just by searching Flat Earth in the Google Play or store, the, um, in the Apple store, it's by Blue Water Bay. So don't take the Flat Earth Society knockoffs that are out there by the same name. It's by Blue Water Bay. But if you just go to the flatearthpodcast.com, the link is right there on the main page. Any of my videos on my YouTube channel. My YouTube channel is great for beginners. It's five minute, three minute, two minute videos, all short videos, most of them at least. And uh, it's the initials for deep inside the rabbit hole, D-I-T-R-H. That's my YouTube channel. And um, my Instagram and uh, everything else, just the Flat Earth Podcast. That's it. The Flat Earth Podcast Instagram, 
uh, website, Facebook page, lots of stuff there. Most of my interviews are there, but they're all on the app too. But the app is the is the best way. And there's soon going to be a dating, a flat earth dating. Ooh. Oh, shit. Rachel. Rachel just got on the app. I just, so. I just. <laughs> flat earth men are the best, by the way. Just so you know. They're really awesome. Really good to know. <laughs> this is amazing. Thank you so right. much. Yeah, this thank is you. very this expansive. Is... And yeah. yeah, I just appreciate, like Rachel said, any, like, any challenge in our everyday perspective to encourage us to realize that there is more to the world than what is a lot more a lot more you have a fun you have a fun energy thank you for sharing it with us today thank you this has been another episode of the true north collective podcast for more from rachel and i check us out on the gram at the true north collective underscore and make sure you're signed up for our mailing list. You can do that at thetrunercollective.org to stay up to date on all of our resources, tools, and upcoming events. We appreciate you being here with us. We'll see you next time.